Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your day. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, of course, you can get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210. A couple of stories that we will get to before the cut sheet. Some interesting stuff coming up for remote workers, uh, as well as... The trend of no longer trusting banks in the United States. We'll get to two of these stories in the financial world. Uh, and then also this battle between Joy Reid and one of the uh, Moms for Liberty. Um, this had this massive viral clip that went crazy on social media about adult content in libraries for children. Uh, we will get to that as we continue this morning as well. But let's get to the news. Round two at 7.02. And for that, we give you the great Don's. And good morning this Wednesday morning, January 24th. I'll tell you when the big warm-up happens, but we are 38 degrees this morning as the sun rises. And we are sponsored this morning in Kale & Company News Live by Tommy D's Home Improvement. One of the big stories that we're talking about this morning is a grieving family heading to court and demanding that a young man who's being held over for trial is, gets the death penalty, that this should be a death penalty case. And this involves the family of Sergeant Christopher Fitzgerald that we've talked about certainly for 11 months now. And we feel like we know this family and with the family backs the badge events, fundraisers, etc. But yesterday, the family of Sergeant Fitzgerald speaking out uh, quite strongly. And it was an emotional day for them in court as they had to face the Bucks County teenager who's now 19 years old, who's headed to trial in the shooting death and what the family says was a clear execution, standing over the body of Sergeant Fitzgerald that fateful night. It would be a year ago next, you know, it'll be a year next month, obviously February. Mm -hmm. Uh, We still don't have a comment from Krasner. So this 19-year-old from Bucks County, Buckingham Township, held over for trial in custody but the family noting that he was emotionless, the total apathy. The suspect. The suspect. Yeah, little punk. So I think that that you know they were they were shaken, they were emotional, and we've talked this morning about um, Sergeant Fitzgerald's widow, Marissa. I mean, he's a he's a dad of what five children, uh, mm-hmm. young children. All of these women that have to oh deal with gosh. this and be- and eventually sadly become widows are such brave people. Uh, we have um, obviously Marissa, Stephanie, um, uh, who come who came in for the bike, uh, the bend to the yes. shore. Um, I forget her last name. So Mac. I apologize. Stephanie Mack. Yeah. That's correct. And Martin Mack was her husband yeah. killed, fatally killed. And that's another, you know what, Nick? That's another case that we've talked about. So in that one, you know, and, and Stephanie and, and Martin had, you know, these families had daughters, kids, your daughter's mm-hmm. age, yeah. I should say. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, she's like, you know, I'm going, I'm heading into Christmas, you know, with children who don't have their father. It's got to be an awful time of the year. And yet in the courts that that drunk driver who killed our straight our young state troopers and husbands and dads, they said, well, she's pregnant now, so we'll let her have her baby. And, you know, to them, it just felt like insult to injury. Sure. Like, oh, she'll, you know, she gets to, you know, hold her child. And it's all tragic mm-hmm. all the way around. Of but course. I, I, I just think for the families of these of these of slain officers, uh, they just feel like they're getting the the raw end of the deal. At the very least, just give them justice. I totally agree, a thousand percent. 
Um, but so we'll continue to obviously keep them in the head and they want this in the headlines. They want us to talk about this. And, and that's why we do, because they want to make sure that, you know, that the public knows that they grieve. And part of what hurts their hearts is that as uh, Joel Fitzgerald, also law enforcement family, Chris's dad came out and said, you know, my son was killed February 18th last year. Where's the trial? Where's the justice? And so that's why here on Kale & Company, we bring this forth to you as an important reminder. Let's talk about what else is going on. We talked about Upper Darby, Delco police arresting that woman accused of torturing, horrible torture of animals, posting the videos on YouTube, 28-year-old woman. We don't know the motivation, but they're looking now, believing that because she was sending out more and more videos, are there more videos, more animals? So putting this out here, putting this and putting the plea out to the public. If you know about this, if you received one of these videos, she was sending these out. Uh, we want to know about it. Were there other animals? And actually, Nick, that was a question you were asking. Yeah. You're exactly right. Okay. That I, they fear that they, this has been going on quite some time. Yeah. Stalker says that these animals should get the, uh, these people that do this should get the same treatment that the animals were getting, which I agree with a thousand percent. But I would add one extra layer of punishment. Not only should this suspect uh, be dealt with the same way he was treating those animals, he should be dealt with the same way while having to watch The View with his eyelids taped up. <laughs> Not that. Torture. That's real torture. <laughs> I want to give you a, a follow-up on a story we talked, one of the stories we talked a lot about, and this was a New York State man who fatally shot a 20-year-old young woman who was in the passenger seat of a friend's car when they turned into the wrong driveway. Remember this rural New York State so it happened last spring. Group of college-age students, including Kaylin Gillis, uh, she was in one of the vehicles, a passenger in one of the vehicles. This is 65-year-old Kevin Monahan in rural Hebron, New York. Okay, so Kaylin was in the vehicle. They were looking for a friend's house. Turns out the house they were looking for was less than a half a mile away, but it was dark, and it's a rural area, and they were just searching for the friend's house. So Monahan, who's the homeowner here, he testified before the jury. He feared all of these different strangers pulling into his driveway, uh, a lot of crime. He said he fired a warning shot. Then he says he was out on his porch. He tripped. He claims the gun went off a second time, but one of those bullets, one of those two bullets, striking and killing Kalen, piercing the you know piercing the the window of the vehicle she was a passenger in striking and killing Kaylin. Well, a jury deliberated less than three hours yesterday before finding Monahan guilty of second-degree murder. So uh, whatever, I don't know if they didn't believe him or they still felt he was responsible. And Kaylin's family, many of the family members in the court, they're very emotional for them. But that that man, uh, Monahan, Kevin Monahan, now facing sentencing and years behind bars. Uh, yes, we've been talking about the New Hampshire primary results. Trump making history again as he powers toward the Republican nomination. That's the headline. Another headline this morning, our former Phillies slugger, Reese Hoskins of our Phils, signing a big deal heading to Milwaukee. So leaving the Phils, I think he would have loved to have ended his career here yeah. in Philadelphia. He's just getting an early seat for the convention this summer. Well, that's what I thought. You know, we'll see if it times out, but yeah, we'll right. be able to see him in play in Milwaukee. And then, of course, we are expecting a biggity big news conference today. 
with our Eagles. Oh, is that right? So today there's a news conference, and the other Nick, Nick Sirianni, is expected to be there. Does that mean that he's getting to stay? I think they're going to let him string it out for 2024. I think this upcoming season will be the make-or-break year for him. It's either get back to the NFC Championship or you're probably on your way out. By the way, updated Nick Power Rankings in Philadelphia now have Nick Sirianni third. Nick Nurse, second. I'm still in the first spot. Woohoo! Yeah, Sirianni's dropped from two to three after the way they went out this year. So you're the top Nick. Oh, I have been, but Sirianni was in the second spot. He's now three. <laughs> He's like DeSantis. He should just drop. Nick Nurse is like Nikki Haley. <laughs> Nick and Nikki's. Well, we are sponsored by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center, renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up. Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, molding at very affordable rates. Just visit their showroom in Philadelphia, or you can visit their website, TommyD's.com. As far as the forecast, I think you're going to love this forecast. Even though there's some rain, there is some precipitation. After a wild Arctic week and uh, still some icy spots out there, everything will certainly be melted by the end of today. The high today, we're looking at 45 degrees, and then this big warm-up happens. We've actually, we're at 38 right now. So as we look at the forecast here, tomorrow, 55 degrees. Yes, the rain moves in. However, the we will clear out for your Friday so we start out very rainy Friday morning, but now they've upped it 66 degrees. It was 65 first thing this morning, 66 degrees for your Friday. I'm going to be sweating. I know you're going to be sweating on the I might, golf course. I, well, I might be sweating during the big take if it's going to be that warm. <laughs> I haven't sweated for a big take since the summer. <laughs> so 66 and the rain clears out. Lovely Friday afternoon. Enjoy it. And then for Saturday, 54 degrees. So very mild Saturday Sunny, beautiful. Sunday goes back to 43 and some precipitation in the forecast. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet at 745. Uh, if you missed any of the show to start, everything has been centered around New Hampshire last night. As Trump wins the New Hampshire primary uh, by 12 percentage points, about 34,000 raw votes uh, in favor of Donald Trump. He picks up 11 delegates to Nikki Haley's eight. We will certainly hear more from that uh, on that story coming up in the Cut sheet at 7.45. Tony Bruno will have thoughts on it, I'm sure, at 8.30, and we'll round back to it in the 9 o'clock hour as well for our top story of the day. But I do want to get to these two stories, and I don't want to rush through these because I think they're fascinating in the world of finance, and we'll give it a full blast on the other side, both when it comes to the future of cash in the United States of America, as well as remote workers facing a double taxation threat. And then also before the cut sheet this morning, we have to get to what I think is just the beginning of a streaming um, phenomenon where you're going to start seeing more and more of the stuff that you enjoy, news, politics, sports, all shifting to these big-time companies like Netflix, Amazon, and Apple. And I don't think it's just sports-related. I do think that's going to be uh, news-centric as well. I'll explain on what my prediction is coming up in a little bit. And we'll do all of that as we work our way towards the cut sheet as we continue on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. Yep, it's January, January 24th to be exact. And as we ring in the new year, our friends from the Piazza Premium Automobiles Group want to wish everybody 
a happy 2024. Piazza excited to welcome two new members to their family of dealerships. Many businesses, they're downsizing Piazza. They're upgrading. They're expanding. Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the main line come on down to the Piazza Auto Group, both located on Lancaster Avenue, and you're going to receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. You can find your new or certified pre-owned Infinity, Maserati, or other luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and many more. Check them out online right now. Do it during the commercial. Literally. Do it right now on your favorite device, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, as we continue, 855-839-1210, the cut sheet in about 25 minutes, Tony Bruno at 8.30. We don't do a ton financially on this show. Most of the financial conversation stems around the fact that my kids take all of my money, and I haven't had cash in my pocket in 20 years. Uh, that's usually the extent to which we go. I know, Don, you talk about the Fed and interest rates like that from time to time on your show. But I did find a couple of stories that were very interesting when Greg sent a few over last night. Every now and then, we go to studyfinds.org. I would say we, we probably use one of their stories once or twice a month after they use all sorts of different polling techniques and surveys on, on a variety of issues, some of them that are nothing to do with politics or just social issues, lifestyle issues. And they have an interesting study out now uh, that says, the headline reads, No cash accepted. Signs are bad news for millions of Americans. And they go on to say the following. How many people don't have a bank account? And just how difficult has it become to live without one? These are questions that are becoming increasingly important as more businesses are refusing to take cash in cities across the United States. People without bank accounts are shut out from stores and restaurants that refuse to accept cash. As it happens a lot, a lot of people are now labeled as the, quote, unbanked. Uh, Unbanked in America is roughly 6 million people. Unbanked? Is that like unhoused? Unhinged, unbanked, unhoused, unbathed. A lot of people out there that are unsomething, uninformed. Those are usually the voters on the left. Uh, But the six million that are unbanked in the United States is about the population of Wisconsin. And actually, globally, there are more than a billion people that don't have a bank. So this study looked at society's transition from cash to electronic payments. In 2021, the top reason why people didn't have a bank account, uh, with over 40% of respondents that chose this option, was that they didn't have enough money to meet the minimum balance. Okay, so we're coming out of the pandemic, or still in the pandemic technically. Uh, that was the number one reason. About a quarter of those that earn less than 15000 a year which I got to imagine are like high school or college kids, because I don't know how you could survive under $15,000 a year. My God, uh, those are people that are unbanked. And those that earn 75000 a year or more are the type of people that typically had some type of bank account. The second and third most common answers, though, that show that some people are skeptical of banks, uh, roughly a third of survey respondents agreed that avoiding a bank gives you more privacy, And another third simply said they don't trust banks. So I thought this was interesting from the business standpoint. I would think businesses in big cities probably don't want to deal with cash because they're being robbed and they're having their businesses, you know, held up. 
Because if you're a small business owner, it's my assumption you would like to deal in cash so you can kind of manipulate your your taxes and, you know, not report 100%, so to speak. But from a government standpoint, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, the government wants a cashless society. They want to track you financially, tax-wise, so Uncle Sam gets every dollar and every penny. They also want to monitor your habits, right? Didn't we just have the story last week about how the government and the banks are tracking purchases with keywords such as Trump and MAGA? Why? I don't know. To me, that's a violation, but they want to do it. And this transition from cash to electronic payments, I just dealt with this. I'm doing a fantasy golf league, right? And I'm in a league with a bunch of people I know. And what's the standard response? Hey, when are you going to Venmo me the money? When are you going to PayPal me the hundred dollars? Right? First of all, you're a, you're in a fantasy golf league. I love golf and I love the gamble, so yes, I am, sir. Boy. But we're going to this world. We're like, hey, I, I'll just give you the cash. No, it's okay. Just Venmo me. I'm at so and so on Venmo. So I, I look at this, and I think really the biggest takeaway is at the bottom, where you heard the answers. Avoiding a bank gives you more privacy, and you don't trust banks. We post pandemic now more than ever. We have such a lack of trust in our American institutions. That, to me, is the biggest takeaway. Banks, government, big tech, uh, social media, academia, Hollywood, financial institutions, big pharma. A lot of Americans just don't trust anything right now. So I thought that was very interesting. Now, when, you know, like I've been with Kristen since 2002, so I haven't been allowed to carry cash for 22 years. <laughs> so this is not new to me, but maybe to some of you, this is going to be a big pivot. I've used a debit card for two decades now. But, I mean, do you guys carry, I mean, no. are, are, do you carry cash? Never. Never? Never. You never even have, like, random, like, 18 bucks in the I wallet? never carry okay. cash. Dawn, do you carry cash? Yeah. I care, I, maybe 20 bucks, like, I'll get, when I go to the grocery store, which I'm there pretty much every other day. God bless you. With a teenage, I know. So <laughs> I'll get, like, 10 or 20 bucks back. But, no, nobody uses cash anymore. I mean, yeah. the only thing I'll say to this is, so I looked it up, the FDIC said 81.5% of U.S. households are fully banked, but, um, and that was, I guess, that was within the past two years. I don't know if the pandemic affected this as well, but I just have to wonder, I think part of this, these are ind- independent people who maybe have a credit union or something of that nature, but I True. but I wonder if a good percentage are unjobbed, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, or their profession doesn't revolve around a uh, paycheck every two weeks, so to speak. Right. Yeah. You're not getting a regular paycheck or you're being paid cash under the table. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I try to observe just a lot of things when I'm just out and about doing my daily routine. I very rarely ever, like, we all, we, we've all seen the guy or the gal, you know, back in the day that when they're checking out at the grocery store or they're buying something in a retail establishment or they're picking up food to go at a pizza place or whatever that pulls out like the wad of cash out of their pocket. I can't tell you the last time I've seen an individual just pull out a big wad, right? Like, I don't know, they just cashed. I think there were people back in the day that would get their paycheck and they would just go cash the entire thing and have the cash with them. My dad was that way forever. You know, even up until like 2010, 2011, where like he just, he never had a a, a credit card. If he had a, it might have been like a, a savings account card where he didn't even use a checking account. He would just have like, you know, like a money clip. Um, you don't see that anymore. I mean, heck now, even the debit cards, people have Apple pay, they have everything linked to their phone, which I know it's a convenience thing, 
but I'm scared to death of having like my debit card attached to my phone. Because if I lose my phone, I lose my bank account. Like I'm lumping everything. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket, so to speak, financially. I don't know. That's just me. There's a, there is a convenience to it, but I think ultimately, and you know, you mentioned Venmo. So we've talked about this, that <clears throat> the Biden administration, they're going after everything. They want to tax every transaction, yeah. what, at 600 or more? Yeah. Yeah. So you profit off your little fantasy league. You better... Your no. little fantasy league. <clears throat> your little fantasy. That's, that's a good point. I never even thought about You're that. You're taxing your fantasy, baby. I know. I got to tell my commissioner, guys, <laughs> we got to start doing this on the down low. We can't yeah. have any receipts here. Yeah. Because if you do, they're going to... They're going to go after it. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. I think that you're such a degenerate gambler that you you, <laughs> you gamble on golf. F- golf and football. Yeah. But when, football's fa- when fantasy football ends, I go to golf. Oh, my God. That gets me to August. Which brings me to, you know, a, a, a certain relative I have uh, that's a family, a lot of family members. And what do you do when your fantasy league, when they don't pay up the, you know, who wins the prize? You break their kneecap. <laughs> Like, we get. have this going on. It's a huge <laughs> controversy in my family right now. <laughs> well, they didn't just, pay. There's just nothing worse than like when, you, when you start your league and there's the guy out there. He's like, hey, I still haven't received the payment. And like, yeah. He's one of your best friends. Yeah. And there's five months to go until somebody's actually going to get paid anyway because the season just started. You're like, what are you in a rush for? What, am I going to flee the country? <laughs> I know, but pay up. Exactly. you got to pay up here. So. I know. These leeches. These are the same people that try to default on their student loans probably as well. <laughs> Scumbags. Uh, Nick's going to show up at the house. I am. Baseball bat. Me me and Nunzio. (laughs) Tony Soprano. Damn right. 855-839-1210. We'll get to this double taxation threat. Might save this for after Tony Bruno. Very interesting yesterday what happened with Netflix from a streaming standpoint. Yes, it is. And the direction that I think this country and the media industry in general is going. Uh, We'll get to that as we get to the cut sheet coming up at 7. 45. Kale and Company, Nick Dawn and Greg, we're back after this. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. What's on the cut sheet coming up in 10 minutes? Tony Bruno in just under an hour. 855-839-1210, the phone number. So yesterday, there was very big news that came down in the world of media consumption uh, and it actually happened during our show very early on yesterday, as the New York Post, I believe, was the first to report that Netflix had acquired the broadcast rights for WWE's Monday Night Raw to the tune of 10 years and $5 billion. This is monumental. This is a decade-long deal that is $500 million annually. And people are probably saying, well, who cares? It's wrestling. It's not about wrestling. It's about the direction in which the industry is going. Um, My family is full of idiots, led by me as the chief idiot. (laughs) And we said, you know, years ago, we were going to, you know, start cutting the cord and just do streaming. And here I am in 2024. um, I still have Dish TV at my apartment. My wife and girls have DirecTV at the house in Nashville. And we have Amazon, we have Apple, we have Peacock, and we have Netflix. Thank God I don't have Paramount and Hulu and the other streaming options out there as well, or I'd be filing for bankruptcy. But this is big because I don't think it's just what we're witnessing with wrestling. It's not about Peacock last Saturday when NBC charged you to watch the Chiefs and Dolphins on Peacock streaming only. Um, And by the way, 
Fox News does this as well. It's called Fox Nation. Some of you that love Fox News probably have Fox Nation. It's a couple of dollars a month. There are plenty of... uh, I think they're bringing back um, John... uh, What's his name from America's Most Wanted? Remember that great show from the 80s and 90s? John Walsh. John Walsh. Yeah. His kid and John Walsh are rebooting the series. Uh, Jesse Waters and Dana Perino interviewed them two days ago. It's going to be on Fox Nation only. And as TV continues to collapse, which it is, um, I've said for a while the only reason TV still exists is because of live sports play-by-play and perhaps Fox News and MSNBC. CNN is dead. We know that. But I don't think it's going to stop there. I think it's only a matter of time until the Super Bowl is on a pay-per-view basis or a streaming basis. And if you look at Netflix, Apple, and Amazon, their market caps are monstrous. I mean, multi-billion. I think one of them is in the trillion, is three trillion. I think it might be Amazon, followed by Netflix and Apple. And they are massively, massively worth so much more than any of the networks, whether it's Fox, ABC, CBS, or NBC, or any of their streaming properties like Hulu and things like that or Paramount Plus. Um, I, I think we're going to get to the point where essentially you are going to see streaming only to the point where, and I think they're going to get very greedy with it because what happened with the playoff game a few weeks ago on Peacock? You had to pay for it and there were still commercials. Yeah. It wasn't like it was commercial free. I know YouTube offers packages where you still pay for commercials on the base package, I think, or the premium, you'll get no commercials. But I think we're, we are fast-tracking mm-hmm. towards a Super Bowl that will be pay-per-view. And think about it. You could still charge, I think it's the one day of the year, where Americans will still tolerate commercials. Because we some people only tune in just for the commercials, yep. right? Yep. Or just the halftime entertainment. But then they could sit there and say, okay, $5 million for a 30-second commercial on live broadcast TV. And, oh, by the way, we'll charge you five ninety nine for the Super Bowl, but there'll be no commercials. So they'll, they'll kind of double dip here, right? And I, I think we're just getting to the point now where news is going to go streaming, political events. I, I don't think we'll get to the point where, like, election nights are pay-per-view. But if, if you think you're going to keep getting, quote, Fox News for free... You know, you don't get it for free. It's it's built into your cable deal that you pay for. But they're going for it. It's it's going to be step by step here. Agreed. Where they are going to, they're going to gouge us. We can, you know, you, you can laugh at the WWE all you want, and a lot of people do. But they're always one step ahead of everybody else. They were the first to go uh, to a subscription based model. They were the first. Like they had the WWE network, and then they sold out to uh, Peacock, uh, which is an NBC property. Um, so yeah, I see, you know, the writing on the wall for this as this is exactly where sports and live sports are going. I don't know so much about cable news because quite frankly, not enough people watch it or care about it to subscribe to it. Uh, but you know, for live sports, which is really the only thing that linear television, uh, gets right anymore, meaning that's the only thing that gets ratings, uh, of that, of any substantial margin on television, they're like, well, why aren't we capitalizing on this? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if I'm Netflix, of course I want to take uh, take advantage of you know the tens of millions of people that tune yep. in every week to see the WWE. Well, I, to your point, even for your favorite entertainment sitcom, I mean, the ones that are still cranking out new episodes, very few people watch them live. They DVR them at a minimum and watch them when it's convenient to them. 
or they take their old shows that are no longer airing episodes, uh, let's say like uh, The Big Bang Theory, right? Like that show ended four or five years ago on TBS. Yeah. Now you can binge watch it, and you don't have to watch it when they air reruns on TBS. You can just watch it on Hulu or whatever pr- provider offers it where you can go back and watch any episode from any season. And see, here's where I disagree a little bit with, with where news might be going. Because I think you could put some of this stuff behind paywalls, beyond what Fox does with Fox Nation. And by the way, your linear broadcast has to be successful. Like CNN went in the tank. And CNN came to the conclusion, hey, what about launching CNN Plus? They, they lasted, want, what, six weeks? The new guy wants to go go back into the digital space. There's not enough demand for their, their authentic presentation exactly. on television. 100%. So I, I, I don't get that, but I, I actually think like Fox could take some stuff off of TV and put it behind a paywall. And, I, and I'm a Fox viewer. I, I enjoy a lot of their programs, but I will admit this, and Dawn, I know you are as well. Fox's commercials are brutal. I, I, it, you don't see me, you, not that I care about what they advertise. I'm not buying any of it anyway, but they don't run a lot of the, quote, mainstream commercials because some of these mainstream left-wing companies don't want to be on right-wing television. But I mean, my pillow commercials, tunnels for tower, great cause. I get it. Some, uh, yeah, some of these other things that are religious, and I'm a religious person. But like, it's it's painful sitting through a commercial on Fox Television, Fox no, News. I don't mind the one I mind is the one. I'm so glad you brought this up. Where these little toothless Jewish ladies, yeah, are starving, yes. and they give the lady bread, and she's like crying, and I'm like. What is happening? Like I get, Where it t- are t- these little ladies, and why yeah. don't you take them home with you? It tugs at your heartstrings, but it's like, I mean, my God. It's but like, there's somebody like all made up with like lashes and makeup, um, and they're with the little Jewish ladies who are starving somewhere in the world. Where are they, and what's happening here? Right. You know what I mean? That one, I don't know. We need to investigate that one, yeah. Mini, uh, by the way. Mini on the YouTube chat says, uh, is Greg Stocker trying to lay a foundation for a paid WPHT subscription? Uh, no, I am not. I'm not laying the foundation for that. Always it's, free on the Odyssey. App. It will always be free on 1210 WPHT. Uh, and when we say free, we can't do what we do without our sponsors because right. unlike Fox TV, our sponsors are amazing and you should patronize every single one of them. Yeah. Um, We're not pimping fake pillows. But no, I'm, I mean, look, there's always going to be a, a need for what we do. So we're not going to put that behind a paywall. Now, look. Could there ever be a time when there's a like a second tier for Odyssey where you can get like, you know, uh, n- n- unlimited whatever music, blah 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 for a for a small subscription maybe, mm-hmm. but but it's not going to affect the daily listener at all. Yeah. So I thought that was a big story yesterday. Netflix and the WWE, 10 years, $5 billion. Uh, Their Monday night show leaves the USA Network, which they have been on for 20 years, and really almost in total for 32 years. They had a brief stint on TNN. They go to Netflix. Their Friday night show airs on Fox 29. It would not surprise me if they want to be greedy, take that off of Fox, and stick that on another competing that, service opposite of Netflix. I think, they, I think they announced that that is actually going to be on the USA Network. Okay. So they're going to go to USA. Yeah. But I, you know, if, if, if Amazon or Apple comes and says, hey, we'll give you $8 billion over eight years, I yeah. don't know that they would turn that down. I wouldn't as a capitalist, but... That's that. All right, 745 right on the dot. Let's get to a Wednesday installment of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut 
Oh, what's on the cut sheet on this Wednesdays? Brought to you by Cherry Hill Volvo, where right now you can get a sensational 2023 S60 courtesy of Volvo for less than $29,000. These beautiful Volvos have less than 5,000 miles. Hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo today to get yours. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. No, we do not ask you to pay for a subscription fee, but we just ask... Uh, that you patronize our sponsors that literally put their neck on the line uh, by uh, advertising on our radio station. So thank you to everybody. Okay. Um, I'm sure everybody's like, get to the to the uh, primary last night. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> we got you. We, we have all the sound. I have 25 cuts here. Cut sheets going until Friday today, <laughs> folks. Get ready. Uh, starting with cut nine here, Phil. Uh, yes, Nikki Haley was the first to come out and concede. Um, although it did kind of sound like a victory speech that she gave. Uh, she said that this race is far from over. Sh- sure, if you if if you say so. Uh, this is uh, cut nine, Nikki Haley from last night. Uh, go. congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. And I want to acknowledge that. Now you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves saying this race is over. Don't quit. Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. This race is far from over. There are dozens of states left to go. And the next one is my sweet state of South Carolina. this campaign, there were 14 of us running, and we were at 2% in the polls. Well, I'm a fighter. And I'm scrappy. And now we're the last one standing next to Donald Trump. close to half of the vote. We still have a ways to go, but we keep moving up. For a lot of people, politics is way too personal. It's not personal for me. I voted for Trump twice. I was proud to serve America in his cabinet. I agree with many of his policies. I decided to run because I'm worried about the future of our country and because it's time to put the negativity and chaos behind us. I decided to run because I was handed a credit card with no limit is basically what she's saying. I'm a fighter. I'm a scrapper. I'll bite Trump in his kneecaps. It, it, that's such a good point. It's like giving an 18 year old an unlimited yeah, you know, American cr- Express card. Yeah, it's like go, just pay it all off at the end of the month. 
I'm going to every state. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're going to go to the mall. We're going to go to the King of Prussia Mall. We're going to ransack that You're place. You're going to lose. It's fine. I'm, I have unlimited funds. You want Lululemon pants? You got it. <laughs> uh, Nikki can keep fighting. She can keep battling. We, we know it's over. Uh, that's the obvious stuff. But she references again the political cla- the class. And she, she said the political elites earlier in the clip that I played in the big take. I, I'm just still blown away by the fact that she believes that, you know, tr- she's making it sound like Trump's the establishment guy and she's the outsider. Uh, Trump's backed by the elitists and, you know, she's just representing the people that want something different. She might represent something from the standpoint of, um, you know, anti Trump and less drama. But she needs to realize, like, she was in a state last night that had a lot of Democrats and independents vote for her. So she's got this, like, false sense of security she's trying to give when off. When you say Democrats vote for her, you don't mean that Democrats can't vote for Well, no, I mean, you know what I mean with, like, you know, the independents and the people that can flip over and yes. register as Republicans yes. and, you know, the whole process that we laid out yesterday. Democrats that that are registered as independents yes. is, is what you mean. Yes. Yeah. She, because there, the, there was a lot of confusion last night about right. one of the tweets that you sent out about something about the Democrats, half of them are independents and Democrats, and like... The CNN graphic that yes, I tweeted out? Yeah, yeah so, let me let me reiterate that for uh, those that might not have seen it or did not hear about it earlier in the show. So, in New Hampshire, this is from the CNN exit poll. New Hampshire Haley Party registration for Republican primary. 70% were registered undeclared. 27% registered Republican. 3% were unregistered entirely before today, today being Tuesday, yesterday. Yep. So, I mean, it's basically 25% of her total accumulation came from, quote, authentic Republicans, so to speak, for lack of a better term. Uh, moving on to cut 10 here. Uh, Nikki Haley said a Trump nomination is a Biden win and a Kamala Harris presidency. Uh, this is cut 10, Phil, go. And the question is, who's going to fix it? With Donald Trump, Republicans have lost almost every competitive election. We lost the Senate. We lost the House. We lost the White House. We lost in 2018. We lost in 2020. And we lost in 2022. The worst kept secret in politics is how badly the Democrats want to run against Donald Trump. Trump is the only Republican in the country who Joe Biden can defeat. You can't fix you can't fix the mess if you don't win an election. A Trump nomination is a Biden win and a Kamala Harris presidency. I defeat Biden handily. There you go. I'm I'm waiting for Rob Schneider from the Waterboy to stand up and say, "You can do it." <laughs> it's like all these random guys in there just like trying to pump up the crowd. Yeah, go ahead. By the way, uh, Don, somebody on the YouTube chat says that's a bad choice of a dress for the background that she has. Oh, it's a, yeah. it clashes a little bit. Yeah, be, no, I'm. They need I, to coordinate that. Yeah, thank you. Can we? Can thank we go? They uh, coordinate that. Phil, can we go back and just isolate a still shot? I need to see this. I wasn't that's even a paying. Good idea. All right, so there it is. That's yeah. a bad look. 
Well, it's blue, it's blue and wh- it's kind of blue and white, the same backdrop as she has for her speech. So it's kind of like she blends in a little bit. No, uh, I don't know. Not very aesthetically pleasing. I, yeah, look, usually I, she sh- you would wear a color that pops off that blue. Okay, so uh, white, red, silver. I'm not pink, the fashion expert hot here. Pink, hot, red. Hot, hot pink, red, hot pink, hot pink. She had a salmon color on a few days ago. It looked yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, the big elephant in the room. What? So what's what's her? Uh, there's not a there's a, not another state where no. she leads. No, you have eleven of the sixteen states that are coming up where Trump's got. Um, and this is where independents can vote. But Trump's got on average a thirty point lead. You know, she's sitting there saying, "My home, sweet South Carolina." It's uh, you know, she knows the writing's on the wall. Again, I mean, but you know what? I'll be fair. Um, Kim Reynolds didn't do much for DeSantis, right? DeSantis got that endorsement in Iowa. It didn't seem to matter. Nikki got Sununu's endorsement in New Hampshire. Didn't seem to matter. Um, so I guess the same is if true, technically. Tim Scott, Nancy Mace, Henry McMaster, uh, Lindsey Graham, they're all backing and endorsing publicly Donald Trump. Probably won't matter what they say. What does matter is the fact that these polls have been relatively accurate. And South Carolina's... Big time Trump country, like you know, Nikki. Nikki's a very popular figure in South Carolina. It's just that Trump's the behemoth. Is she popular in South Carolina? Though I'm, I think so. I'm just curious. Yeah, it's I been think a so. while. It's been a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Since she was governor. That's 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 what do I you, think. Do you really want to? Do you really want to find out? You know what I mean? It's a tough it, pill to swallow if you get slapped yeah. in the face there, right? And then how do you? So all of this plays into it as well. Think about. Every every Republican, look at all the Republicans now jumping on the Trump bandwagon. And so now the pressure mounts. She's getting the phone calls or she's, you know, individuals are saying, come on, Nikki, it's time. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to figure this out. Let's let's uh, rally around right. the guy, mm-hmm. the, the, the main guy, so that we can focus on on winning. You know, we, we've talked a lot about some of these people, what they have after they drop out. Chris Christie, media deal, right? <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy, bright future, could be a Trump cabinet member. DeSantis had a job to go back to. He's got two and a half years left in Florida. Nikki Haley, what what is Nikki's future if it does not include, which it doesn't appear, to be Trump's VP or a member of Trump's cabinet? Is Nikki Haley destined for media career? I mean, is she positioning yeah. herself for a new book deal? Like, where does Nikki go other than charging $300,000 an hour for those speeches that she gives? I, I don't know what Nikki's at 51, 52 years old, and I'm, I'm sure she'll be just fine you know, financially. I'm not saying that. Um, what's, what's left in her political career or media career, for that matter? She has a ton of options. I mean, you know, she was, what did she, what was she, who was she with, with on the board of, was it Boeing? Yes. Uh, um, was it Boeing? It was, I, I forgive me. It was. All I know is you don't want to be on the board of Boeing right now these days. <laughs> oh, I know. With <laughs> the, pill, all the patches a, and the. Doors flying off. I know, the bolts. They but, just had another one in Atlanta. One of the wheels uh, apparently fell off, taking taking uh, off in Atlanta with a Delta Boeing. I, I simply think right now she's she probably is going through what we, what we've been talking about. She's getting the phone calls. She's reassessing. Last night she put on. Look, she put on a good performance for somebody who just lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say she had a strong showing, okay, but you came. You you wasn't did... a strong showing though. I mean, well, sing, single digits would have been a strong showing. 
I believe. Hey, look, she's... <laughs> Like, are, are we really sitting here dissecting the fact that, well, she she lost, but she didn't lose by well, that no, much. No, she didn't know, lose by 30, it, so therefore she has a chance. I don't know how many different ways I can say it's over. It's, I mean, it's yeah, done. No, She's I, bare, yeah. It's gone. It's dead. It's deceased. <laughs> it's six feet under. But, like, she, like I'm not, I, see, this this notion that she's she's a, a bozo and she's got, like, she's got skins on the wall, guys. Uh, yeah, she's a two-time governor. She was, you know, in the Trump cabinet as an ambassador, um, and she's got a following. I, I don't deny that. I'm just saying my thing is um, the Republican Party with Trump at the helm and 74 million, and I actually think that number is going to be higher this time around. I bet with all the indictments and all the political prosecutions, I think Trump's raw number of total votes will be higher than it was in 2020. Um, but she, we're just those people that 74 million plus were done with it. They're done with the McCain's, the Bushes, uh, you know, um, the Romneys. Th- that stuff. Nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody wants the wars, the endless, needless wars, um, you know, the kowtowing and the acquiescing to to the Democrats. And I get it. You have to negotiate. You have to have you know bipartisan agreement to get things done in Washington. I understand the way it works, but I think there's just so many people that are tired of the uniparty. And I think, and I said it in the big take. She is an old guard Republican repackaged as a new Republican, and nobody's buying it. Not significantly, anyway. Well, but she, so today, she, I think she's in South Carolina today. She's fundraising. She has all kinds of fundraising efforts planned in California and across the country. She'll be speaking today in South Carolina. She still has her super PACs who are backing her. And look at what she said last night. She said that, uh, you know, Trump, that, that the Democrats want Trump. Because guess what? Uh, the Democrats won in, what did she say, 2018, 2020, and that the Democrats believe Biden can beat Trump. That's her, her the selling point. The Republicans yeah. won the House, though, in 2020. So, But, but the, tr- yes, but, but she's saying the Republicans lost the White House. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. she's saying, tw- you know, but the, these things happen when, when like when you have somebody in, in, in the White House, that's either a Republican or Democrat. Sometimes in these midterm elections and not sometimes a lot of times, you know, it ends up flipping one or the other, you know, whether it's the Senate or the House. That, that's obvious. But like, you know, this this Trump thing from the standpoint, I'm still caught up in her position of like, it's one thing if she said she's the underdog. But the fact that she's trying to portray Trump as the political elitist. I don't think there's a person under the sun that buys that. So wherever that 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 talking point or that consultant or that narrative, whoever created that that illusion is completely delusional. Uh, a little uh, instant feedback here from YouTube. By the way, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Please hit the like button on uh, today's show. Please hit the like button. We're only at, we're sitting at 52 likes. We want to get that up to 100. And also, if you're not done so, please hit the subscribe button. David writes, I thought New Hampshire was an actual open primary. No. In New Hampshire, independents can vote uh, for a Republican, Democrat, whoever they want to. Democrats can only vote on the Democrat side. Republicans can only vote on the Republican side. Correct. That's it. Thank yes. you. Um, and they have a huge, we should point out, they have a huge, huge number of independents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they're known for. Yeah. Uh, Brian writes, she ain't looking like a brown woman to me. <laughs> He's right, though. He's right. I've said the same thing. I've said the same exact thing. If you, if I just walked up and saw Nikki Haley, I would just assume that she's a white lady. Salt Queen writes, men who voted for Nikki Haley probably pee sitting down. 
Yes. Yeah, they drink almond milk. Uh, they wear tight jeans. They wear those. Um, what are those uh, pants that guys wear now with the real tight ankles? Joggers? Yeah, the jogger community is big in the Nikki Haley uh, contingency. Uh, she went out. Uh, she, she went after. This is cut 12 here, Phil. Uh, she went after uh, Trump's age and his cognitive ability again. That seems to be a. Sticking point for her. Uh, she's going to you know, ride this wave, I guess, until South Carolina. This is cut 12 here, Phil. Go. Trump, you have one bout of chaos after another. This court case, that controversy, this tweet, that senior moment. You can't fix Joe Biden's chaos with Republican chaos. The other day, Donald Trump accused me of not providing security at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, I've long called for mental competency tests for politicians over the age of 75. Trump claims he'd do better than me in one of those tests. I love this part here. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he will. Maybe. But if he thinks that, then he should have no problem standing on a debate stage with me. There you go. You know, I've said this for a while. If anybody was remotely close in the polls in single digits and it was, you know, infringing upon Trump's dominance, maybe he would come out of retirement from the debate standpoint and get on the stage and debate. I love how she like, and this is the other thing where, where Trump just exudes confidence. And this is not a shot at her just because she's a female, but Nikki Haley to me, I see through. I, I don't, I don't get the the sense that she really believes some of the things she's saying. Like, well, maybe he would beat me in a cognitive test. Maybe he wouldn't. Jeez, boy, and that's a bold statement. That's like somebody coming up. Maybe the Eagles will win on Sunday. Maybe, maybe they, they won't. won't. <laughs> they could win. They could lose. There's one of two options. Yeah. Like, come on. When she, remind me, refresh our memories, when she debated, um, when she was in the debate with DeSantis, yeah, didn't he pretty much spank her? Wasn't that an embarrassment? Yeah, I guess fair You said that, not us. Yeah, Yeah, he put a little (laughs) mustard on it and then Stop. (laughs) I'm just saying that it would be, I I actually, look, I like a strong conservative woman. I know, to me, it's over in my brain. I don't want to bash her too much because I just think, eh, you know, she's going to figure this out and right. she's going to drop out and then they'll be all nice. You don't want to kick her while well, she's let me, down. Let me but ask- I, I, but I, I'm just going to say this. I don't want to see her debate Trump because he'll clobber her. Yeah. And and boom, there it is. It's it just he's 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 got this. He's look at the number one issues. Immigration. Boom. Yeah. He yeah. owns it. Yep. Economy. Yep. Boom. He owns it. Yep. Border. Uh, Ukraine, yeah. Middle East. He's got correct. this. You're 100. So Nikki, just do do everybody a favor. Let me ask you this. Let me ask both of you this. Do mm-hmm. you guys think that she is doing harm to the Republican Party by running against him, like by keeping this going? Not not right now. Not not, not harm, not right but now. eventually, like Dawn always says, rally behind, unite, and get it together. So she's going to have to have that come to Jesus moment where. She says the same thing DeSantis had to say, which is Donald Trump is the man to beat Joe Biden, and we need to get behind him. All right, one more question for both of you: Does it does it uh, does it make either of you nervous the number of independents that voted for Nikki Haley yesterday in or last night in New Hampshire? Nervous? No, 
Annoyed and agitated I, by the system, yes. I think a lot of these people would vote for her, but would not vote for Trump. So that's all That's all I'm saying. That's you know an I mean? issue. Well, that's an and, issue because that means it's a vote for Biden, essentially. Well, we don't know. I mean, we don't know. They've said but that. <laughs> you know, where is where is Trump today? He's expected to take the stand in the E. Jean Carroll case in Manhattan. Yep. So to Nikki Haley's point, I mean, she's out there. She's going to be in South Carolina today. And so she's she's talking about the drama, and in part, this is what she's looking at, that this is a bad look, and this ultimately hurts Trump, because day in and day out, the so-called mainstream media reports that in the past, a jury found Trump guilty of sex assault of E. Jean Carroll, which is not, that is misleading. To be fair, That was a civil case, and the past jury in Manhattan... Ref, did not believe her to on be, the top count. To be fair, though, he, he he doesn't have to be in New York. Can I tell you something? He does, okay. and the reason he does, and I'm gonna, and he did articulate this. He it's did answer this question. Because every time he goes there, his poll numbers go up. That's <laughs> no, 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 the, Greg. That's the 100 percent reason why he's he, going. The last civil trial in which a jury did not believe Eugene Carroll, by the way, in the toughest count when it came to the word rape, they did not say they 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 actually found him not not civilly responsible but he wasn't there they pulled the jury afterwards in that civil proceeding and i know it's in a manhattan court i know all of this is going to get appealed but they pulled the jury and they found that the fact that he would he never showed up mattered that's why he feels he has to be here because him being present and strongly saying to this jury i did not do i don't know this woman i did not do these things matters I, I still can't wrap my head around any registered Republican from the most moderate rhino to anywhere further right that you would not vote for Trump in the prime in the general election because of whatever reason. Like you not voting as a Republican for Trump for whatever that reason might be is going to increase the likelihood of Joe Biden winning. And you can sit there and say, I don't want the drama, I don't want the chaos, I don't like the tweets, whatever it is. You like anything about the Joe Biden administration, the world that you're living in, economically, border-wise, national security, wars, immigration, crime. What has Joe done for you besides junk fees? Again, guys, I'm not saying that Joe Biden is a popular president. He's not. No, no, I'm not saying you are. People are voting. uh, Like You guys underestimate the amount of people that hate Trump and don't want to vote for him. That's that's why right now my prediction would still be that Joe Biden beats Trump because the sheer volume of people that despise the orange man is so voluminous that I don't think people really can wrap their heads around it. My thing is, if you are a Republican and you sit out because you wanted DeSantis or Nikki Haley and you don't vote for Trump. In, look, think about the battleground states. Uh, you've got Georgia. You've got Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, Arizona. And you look at the margins. I mean, Biden, the first time around, won by a point or under one percentage point. To say It's not cliche to say every vote matters. But, and I'll say this again. This, this applies to anybody in our listening audience or any of these other battleground states. If you're a Republican and you sit out because you don't want Trump... You are a loser. Uh, let's get to more cuts here. Trump then took the stage around uh, 9.30 or so uh, last night and <laughs> came out and, you know, declared victory because, you know, he won. And then he, he trashed Nikki Haley basically saying, like, she comes out and her speech made it sound like she won, uh, which I agree with Trump on this uh, statement. This is cut 11. Phil, go. 
Fantastic state. This is a great, great state. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now. Three. three. We win it every time. We win the primary. We win the generals. We've won it. And it's a very, very special place to me. It's very important. If you remember in 2016, we came here and we needed that win. And we won by 21 points. And it was great. And uh, today, I have to tell you, it was very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. But then somebody ran up to the stage all dressed up nicely (laughs) when it was at seven. But now I just walked up and it's at 14. But but she ran up when it was seven. And, you know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing... uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. And then I looked at the polls. She was talking about most winnability, who's going to win. And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against Crooked Joe Biden. Almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. And you, uh, you have the... You have the very, the now very unpopular governor of this state. This guy, he's got to be on something. I've never seen anybody with energy. He's like uh, hopscotch. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching this guy, and two weeks ago he said, we're going to win, we're going to win in the landslide, we're going to win. About three days ago he started saying, well, we want to do well. That's a big difference. But I walked out just now, we're 14 points up, and I don't know what it's going to be, but when she was up here, it was like six or seven and, you know, with like 7% of the vote counted. Now, uh, let, let me just tell you. Uh, we- there you go. Wow. Well, first of all, Tim Scott's having the time of his life oh behind God. Trump. You talk about yeah. having a front row seat to the show. <laughs> <sighs> I, I do hope by the end of the week, I hope it's Wednesday, it's hump day. Yeah. I hope by the end of Nikki Haley, just let, let it settle in. Yeah. And by Friday... By the time Nick Hale's out on the golf course, <laughs> yeah, Friday no, afternoon when the rain stops, yeah, and no news I want dumps. her out. Yeah, you, and don't do it uh, on I Sunday. I want her out. <laughs> don't do it on Sunday during the <laughs> NFC Championship either, right. Nikki. All right? Yeah, don't do it Sunday. Do it Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon, just boom. Dawn's at, had enough. I, You know, I just give her a little time. Let her let her breathe that in and just go, okay, you, you were valiant. But look at the Dems in New Hampshire. I mean, Biden is a write-in. One. <laughs> He's a write-in and yep. gets 70% of the vote. Name yep. me a time. Yep. I know. But De- Representative Dean Phillips, the Democrat from Minnesota, nobody even knows who he is. The guy got 20%. Phil- I know. You know what I mean? He's the guy that ran the Bigfoot ad. For Did you see that? That no. Joe, he, he had a guy dressed up looking that was supposed to be Joe Biden as Sasquatch. Oh, yeah, like, you know, but, you know, Bigfoot exists, but nobody ever really seems to see him. It was awesome. Uh, is Tim Scott, uh, is he, uh, vying for the veep spot? Um, he told, uh, he interrupted Trump speech last night and told him that he loves him. Uh, <laughs> he loves Mindy too. Remember, he just got engaged. 
It's been a big week for Tim. It's getting mighty deep in here. I'm uh-huh. gonna, I'm everybody's going to, everybody's uh, trying to latch on. Oh, God. Get uh, Going to cut 15 here, Phil. Uh, go. Good. Good to have you guys. Uh, but we go to Nevada, and that's been one. So we pick up all of those delegates. And then we do go to South Carolina, where we've done really well, where I've done well. We have a great governor and lieutenant governor and great everything, because almost every one of them have endorsed me. Two great senators, which is hard. I mean, did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? (laughs) And think of it, appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh oh. Look at this. Look at this. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. That's why he's a great politician. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Tim can get his uh, lips off of Trump's ass. Uh, yeah. Well, they they were friend. glued there for a moment. Yeah. He puckered them off. Look at the fake. The fake is like I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm having flashbacks yeah. to the. Uh, go ahead. He actually gave Vivek a time limit. He told him, okay, Vivek, make this a minute. Wrap it up, Ramaswamy, <laughs> wrap it up. Because well, the other day, Vivek, what did he speak for eight minutes, and you saw Trump like, all right. Yeah. Could you imagine Vivek doing a talk show on this station, <laughs> and Stalker's producing, and then Stalker starts giving the wrap-up signal, and he's like waving his finger, like, let's go wrap it up, Vivek. Get to it. So enough of the, enough of the, the, the pontificating. <laughs> Um, I, you know, it's interesting because they're both, they both would love to be the VP, Vivek and Scott. What Trump should do, he should do what Heath Ledger did as the Joker in The Dark Knight. He should snap the pool stick in half and say, we have uh, aggressive expansion. And then he tossed down one piece of the pool stick and let the two guys fight to the death for it. I love it. I know. The truth is, it's funny. They are sort of, they're, they're like middle school boys, like competing for the girls' attention or something. Yep. I mean, they're you can see them, and they have like a fake smile. They're like, "I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it." They mm-hmm. want it so badly. It's That's pretty right. funny. Yeah. Uh, moving on to cut thirteen here, uh, uh, Phil. He said that um, uh, who the hell can't be Biden? He he can't put two sentences together. Well, well. cut thirteen, Phil. Go. We had one hell of a night tonight. Uh, one other thing before Vivek comes. Do you see that poll? We're going to put it up. We have beaten Biden. You could almost say, who can't? Who the hell can't? The man can't put two sentences together. He can't find the stairs off a stage. Who can't? But Vivek, one minute or less. Go do it, Vivek. (laughs) (laughs) Vivek, you have 60 seconds. You're officially on the clock. Go. Go. Uh, that's really good. They should put like a big timer. See if he... uh, all all I'm going to say is is that they he, they better not be underestimating Biden. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to frame it this way. It's a bad. It's a bad move if they're doing that. But it's not just Biden. It's the Democrats, right? I think it's I think it's beyond that. I think Trump, DeSantis, and Haley all could beat Biden. The question is, can Trump, DeSantis, or Haley beat abortion? <laughs> yes. Yep. That's what you're running against. Yep. You're not running against Joe. Yep. You're not running against Democrats, so to speak. You're running against abortion and the record, which is zero for 2000 yep. since the June of 2022 statement from SCOTUS and, you know, relegating Roe v. Wade back to the states. That's the, I mean, th- think about this. If you were sitting here doing like a tale of the tape, checkmark uh, Trump economy, border, immigration, inflation, crime. Global peace, no wars, on down the list. Everything stacks up for Trump 
and any Republican under the sun. And then on the on the other side of the ledger, you have Biden and you have abortion. And one check versus eight checks, yet the one check could be the reason he's reelected. Crazy. You're a smart man, Nick Hale. All right. Uh, cut 14. This is uh, Trump warns Haley that sh- she would be investigated, too, by the Dems if she wins. Although she, he says she won't. This is cut 14. Well, he didn't build hundreds of miles because if there's a board laying on the ground, they say that's a renovation. They call it a renovation. If there's two nails laying from 50 years ago, they say, oh, that was a renovation. These are very dishonest people, and you're always fighting them. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. But if she did, she would be under investigation by those people in 15 minutes. And I could tell you five reasons why already. Not big reasons. A little stuff that she doesn't want to talk about. But she will be under investigation within minutes. And so would Ron have been. But he decided to get out. He decided to get out. Now, Vivek, I don't think, would be at all because he's perfect, right? And Tim Scott, I know, would never. That's no chance. Hey, Tim, do you want to say something? Come on. Come on. I want there we to. Go. There we go. Do we believe Nikki would be investigated? I think she's. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. 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 Yeah, they would, yeah. They would prop her up. I'm sorry, Don. They would prop her up and then, and then, and then it's like, okay, let's tear her down now, right? Yep. Yeah. The way you, you frame it that way, yeah. But I was just thinking with how, how like, you know, admired she is by mainstream media and how there's so many Democrats that are kind of, you know, advocating for her that, you know, with her, her career being, you know, a swamp monster herself, that she would be, uh, you know, but you know what? They went, they're, they're investigating Eric Adams, for God's sake. Yeah. So they'll investigate anybody. Um, let's go to some of the pundit reaction from uh, last night. I don't believe MSNBC took Trump's speech. Did Van Jones cry on TV? Uh, we have Van Jones, so we'll get to him in a few minutes. But um, uh, Rachel Maddow did read a statement from the Biden campaign, from Joe oh. Biden, on Trump's uh, New Hampshire win, where he basically says Trump will be the Republican nominee. Oh, and, and also, by the way, did we did MSNBC make the editorial decision not to air his speech again? I do not believe they aired his speech. Okay. Time. I do not believe they did. Actually, Anthony, if you're listening right now, can you just go back to 925-ish on the logger from MSNBC last night and see if they took his uh, his speech? Because I don't want to say anything if they... But I'm guessing they didn't because they right. didn't... They did right, for Iowa. They didn't for Iowa. So I'm guessing they didn't right. uh, for this one either. Uh, we got the Fox News feed. That's where I'm getting all of these clips from. But this is MSNBC reading the statement from uh, Joe Biden last night. This is Cut 20, Phil Go win, basically a poll closing time win for President Biden in the Democratic presidential primary. And then it was about 11 and a half minutes later that the decision desk was able to project a New Hampshire Republican primary win for Donald Trump. But we have just obtained exclusively a statement from President Joe Biden on tonight's results in New Hampshire. This is a result is given exclusively to us. You will not get this anywhere else. Wow. President's statement is this. (laughs) It is now clear that Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee. And my message to the country is the stakes could not be higher. Our democracy, our personal freedoms, from the right to choose to Uh, the right to vote, uh, our economy, which uh, has seen the strongest recovery in the world since COVID, all are at stake. The president's statement continues. I want to thank all those who wrote my name in this evening in New Hampshire. It was a historic demonstration of commitment to our democratic process. And I want to say to all those independents and Republicans who share our commitment to core values of our nation, our democracy, our personal freedoms, an economy that gives everyone a fair shot, 
to join us as Americans. Let's remember we are the United States of America and there is nothing, nothing we cannot do if we do it together. Again, that statement exclusive from President Joe Biden um, to us here at NBC. So uh, I'll give you the actual real translation. Joe's been asleep for 90 minutes. Some staffer put together a pre-prepared, st- a pre-packaged statement because anybody with uh, a functional brain and the ability to read and eyes that work realized that Trump was going to be the nominee. You didn't have to stay up for New Hampshire last thing. We've all this is the most foregone conclusion of all time. Uh, you mentioned Van Jones, Nick Kale. Uh, he pontificated last night. By saying, if I were Biden, I would stay hidden. <laughs> That's a rousing endorsement, uh, endorsement from Van Jones. Cut 24, Phil, go. The, you know, the opposition and are going to be the nominees. We're going to have a long general election. They're going to fight about the economy. They're going to fight about. And I just, I, they already don't wear very well with most Americans. And I I just, I hey, wonder. Let's be, let's be honest. I mean, you talk about what the job of the. And they do have to have a narrative about where he's leading the country and where Trump would leave the country. But this is going to be trench warfare. Well, and this gonna- is not they're going to be spending more time talking about Donald Trump than Joe Biden. And he's going to be spending a lot of time talking. Are about they going to be hiding in trenches? I mean, are they going to be <laughs> I, mean, I mean, are they going to be on the campaign? What is the campaign going to look like? Yeah. Are there yeah. going to be debates? It is, it is going to be. Well, I think that's an open question. If I if I were Biden, I would I would stay hidden. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Um, wow. He doesn't inspire confidence. Wow. And he's not a great messenger for himself. He has done a tremendous job of this economy. Union members, union leaders have are racking up win after win. They should be put forward. Uh, there are clean energy executives in red states that are putting people to work and you know, solar everything. They should be, like, there's something wrong with this campaign where we're somehow expecting Joe Biden, who frankly hid during the last campaign, to come out now and be Flash Gordon and save this his own campaign. The people who are benefiting from the Biden economy and they exist should be empowered to speak. Well, I- the, those that are benefiting from the Biden economy, who the the, the coastal elites, the the nineteen percent in polls that say they're they're just okay or doing well financially. I, I will say this though, yeah, you can say that, but he's not wrong in the fact that that having people out there with real life experience speaking for the Biden campaign are is far more effective than Joe Biden out there. Uh, s- slurring his speech. Well, yeah, I mean, my dog speaking is far more effective than Joe Biden speaking at this All right. point. He, case in point, he was in a uh, he was at a uh, rally yesterday defending choice. It was uh, it was a a uh, huge rally, and uh, this is how he uh, closed his statements. Uh, Tell me, Nick Hale, Don Senslin, if you guys can understand uh, what he's saying. This is cuts. Where are we here? Uh, cut 19, Phil, go. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the better. <laughs> what the hell did he say? Sounds like Jim Carrey in, in one of his old movies from the 90s. <laughs> we'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the better. <laughs> I've got two don't words for you. Don't mess with the men of America. Don't mess with the men of America. Two words. Made in America. Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men of America unless you want to. 
Yeah, Van Jones is correct. Van Jones is correct. He should um he should not uh, be out there speaking for himself. We'll teach Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Re-rack that real quick, Greg. Here's how Nick Kale sounds after seven vodka doubles on a Friday night. We'll teach Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> That's, that's me yelling at my mother-in-law when I'm drunk. Don't you dare love a German. So uh, Van wow. Jones is correct uh, that he, oh, um, man. he should not be. What, a, what an endorsement. Stay in the basement and don't talk. Yep. Stay hidden. Um, also yesterday at this rally, um, um, election denier Joe Biden um, welcomed everybody, including who he says is the real governor, even though he didn't win. Uh, this is cut 18, Phil Go. Hello, Virginia. <laughs> and the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. I don't know. It sounds, uh, that sounds like election denying to me. Uh, Phil, if, uh, if I could get uh, Hello, Virginia on my board, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a new Joe drop. Um, yeah, it's interesting how the Democrats, they can just flat out deny elections, and it's all fun and games. Everybody just, I don't know, maybe he's pandering to Stacey Abrams. The chief, the chief of denialism. Uh, one more, and then we should break for Tony Bruno. Um, his speech yesterday uh, in Virginia, the defending choice, uh, was interrupted by pro-Hamas members <laughs> uh, chanting uh, Genocide Joe. Yep. Uh, this is how that sounded. Cut 17, Phil Go. And that went on and on and on. So yeah, it was, I, a, it was a it was it was an S show yesterday. I believe I read it was fourteen or fifteen different times that these um, Hamas Palestinian protesters interrupted Joe, which has got to be real. In all seriousness, for a guy that's you know eighty one years old that can't afford to be um, you know diverted with his attention <laughs> and go off track, yep. like that's got to be a lot of stopping and starting. That's probably rough on the guy as far as trying to come off somewhat eloquent, right? Which is why he probably ended that speech the way he did, uh, where he did, where he said <laughs> this. Good night, everybody. We'll teach Donald Trump a, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the best. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's good work out of those Hamas protesters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for round one of the cut sheet. Coming up next, we go down to the great state of Florida where Tony Bruno is standing by. It is Wednesdays with Bruno, New Hampshire, the Eagles, WWE to Netflix, trans golfers heading to the LPGA. Sports Illustrated out of business. We've got so many things to discuss with Tony Bruno. I'm sure he's fired up and ready to go. And we head down to the Sunshine State. Coming up next on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. And then there were four Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, is the first game on Sunday at 3 o'clock. Then Detroit at San Francisco. If you've been watching... The NFL playoffs from the sidelines. There's still time to get in on the on the action with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Fortune Casino. It's America's number one sports book. New customers can bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your five your first five dollar bet. I'm starting to sound like Joe Biden here. FanDuel has so many ways to pick up a W. 
Uh, if you want to follow my picks, you can go to FanDuel right now. I love the FanDuel app. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet on either game this Sunday. All you have to do to sign up is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. Do it now. Do it now. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHT. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.